Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Check out all the shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's September 25th, 2021, and that means there's only three months left until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll talk Christmas photos. Whether you take them yourself or hire a professional, we'll give you some tips to make the merriest of memories. We'll also count down the top five fake Christmas movies, give you a recipe for turkey and stuffing casserole, and we'll get your thoughts on the best Christmas songs to sing at karaoke in the latest season's musings. Okay, let's start the show! Welcome, Yule Believers! It is I, Tim Babb, your jolly host. So glad you could join us again now that summer's over and the Burr months have officially begun. Since we last talked, the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast has joined TikTok. We haven't posted much yet, but we jumped on that Grace Kelly challenge that Ryan Reynolds did with Will Ferrell on the set of their Christmas Carol movie, and we tried and failed to get a Jingle Bells duet going. No takers yet. But if you're on the TikToks, please follow us at Can't Wait for Christmas Pod, and we'll follow you back. It's not called the TikToks. It's just called TikTok. Right. Sorry. Wait, who is that? Oh, hey, imaginary listener that kind of sounds like Kermit the Frog. That's the voice of TikTok. Say what? Whenever you make a video and use the text-to-speech feature, I'm the voice that you hear. Well, let's get it straight. Around here, I'm the only one who condescendingly corrects Tim. According to my research, there are several imaginary listeners and at least one ghost who also correct him. Are you condescendingly correcting me? Okay, you two, we don't have time for this. People don't come to this show for goofy squabbles. They come for Christmas. And I'd say we need a little Christmas now. We need a Recently, I went to the memorial service for my grandmother, Nami, and my uncle, David, where we celebrated the lives of two great people who are sorely missed. At the reception afterwards, they had some great food, including my uncle David's famous chicken stuffing casserole. Let me tell you, it was delicious. And after I had some, I thought, I bet they have something like this for turkey. So I Googled it, and sure enough, I found this turkey stuffing casserole recipe at Campbell's.com. And without giving away my uncle's recipe... I'd say there are a lot of similarities. If there's a Venn diagram of this turkey stuffing recipe and my Uncle David's chicken stuffing recipe, there is a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram. But without further ado, here's what you'll need for the turkey stuffing recipe. You'll need one 10 and a half ounce can of condensed cream of mushroom soup. Although personally, I go for cream of chicken soup, mostly because my sons hate mushrooms. I'm not that fond of them either. <clears throat> then you'll also need one and a third cups of milk or water. Feel like you should go with milk. Four cups fresh or thawed small broccoli florets. Sounds so fancy just to say chopped off the fiddly part of uh, broccoli. Uh, two cups of cubed cooked turkey or chicken. It says or chicken. 
I just realized that. Well, we're doing a turkey stuffing recipe because this is a Christmas show, so you better use that turkey. Or don't, I guess. Do whatever you want. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Uh, three cups of dry stuffing. They recommend Pepperidge Farm herb season stuffing, but I'm a stovetop man myself. But you know what? It's not about brand loyalty. You do with whatever you like, tastes better, or is cheapest, whatever you want to go with. Um... And then a total of one cup of shredded cheddar cheese divided into two half cups because you're going to need to use them separately. And then uh, it's a real easy preparation process. What you do is you heat the oven to 400 degrees. While the oven is heating, you take a two-quart casserole dish and you spray that with vegetable cooking spray. Then you take the soup and the milk and you stir them up in a large bowl. You add the broccoli, the turkey, and half of the cheese and mix lightly. That's what it says specifically. Mix lightly. Don't mix heavily or you're going to mess this whole thing up. I don't know what that means. Just do the best you can. We're all just trying to make it through this recipe together. Then season with salt and pepper. Spoon the turkey mixture into the casserole dish. Bake for 25 minutes or until the mixture is hot and the broccoli is tender crisp. And it's not my word, that is from the recipe, tender crisp. I don't know what that means, how something can be both tender and also crisp, but that's what they're looking for. I just say go with 25 minutes and odds are you should be in good shape. Then as soon as you pull it out, sprinkle it with the other half of the cheddar cheese because it will melt because the casserole is nice and hot coming out of the oven and boom! You practically got an entire Christmas dinner in one dish. Plus, you have the four major food groups. Turkey is your meat, stuffing is your bread, broccoli is your vegetable, and cheese, cream, and milk are your dairy. Boom! You're sorted. Hey, Tim, the four food groups hasn't been a thing for years. What do you mean? I know it's been a while since you've been in school. Like a long, long while. Easy! But the four food groups got checked out the window a while back. There was the food wheel, the food pyramid, but now they're going with my plate. Okay. How many groups are in my plate? Five. Fruits, vegetables, grains, protein foods, and dairy. So they just broke fruits off into their own group? Pretty much. And you thought this was worth stopping the show? The frog-voiced guy said it was fine. I feel like anything is worth stopping this show. Would you two get out of here? That guy may sound kind of like Kermit the Frog, but he acts way more like Stanler and Waldorf. Anyway, maybe eat an apple or something while you're waiting for this to cook, and you can get all five food groups. And if you want to get this recipe, I put a link in the show notes of this episode at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. And now it's time for our countdown feature, Five Golden Things. So, not long ago, the internet was all abuzz with a new site called Nestflix. Not Netflix, Nestflix. It's a site that catalogs all the fake movies and TV shows inside your favorite movies and TV shows. Wait, what? So, a good example is the movie Galaxy Quest. In the movie, we follow the cast of a cancelled sci-fi show called Galaxy Quest. That show is on this website. Or in Toy Story 2, when Woody finds out he's a toy based on the show Woody's Roundup. Woody's Roundup is on this site. So basically, you can go through and browse all the fictional entertainment that exists only in our real entertainment. I think I need to lie down. Go right ahead. And while you do that, I'll go through my top five list of fake Christmas TV shows, specials, and movies. Number five. Kiss Save Santa, Family Guy. 
But Mrs. Claus, who would kidnap Santa? Well, Ace, that's what I want you boys to find out. Someone stole Santa? That does not rock! Easy, Gene. Guys, let's go save Christmas to the kids copter! Yeah! So this one didn't really make an impression on me when I first saw it. Family Guy is known for their cutaways to fake movies and TV shows, and I think this one just blended in with all the rest for me. But re-watching it for the list definitely made me laugh. We get to see three scenes from this holiday special throughout the episode of Family Guy. From what we gather, Santa Claus gets kidnapped, and Mrs. Claus calls in the band Kiss to find him. As you would. When they do find him, somehow Santa is in a nest of hatching pterodactyl eggs. The band use their guitar to defeat the pterodactyls, but then Santa falls out of the nest and is hanging by a branch. We don't see what happens next, but we know they must save him, because the next time we see them, they're all back at the North Pole laughing with Mrs. Claus. So, if this was real, would I watch it? Probably. I mean, I'm not a big Kiss fan, and I feel like I might have outgrown the humor style of Family Guy, but if nothing else, I gotta see how Santa getting kidnapped got him into a nest of pterodactyl eggs. How did that happen? Number four. Angels with filthier souls. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Hold it right there. It's me, Johnny. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? I was singing at the Blue Monkey last night. You was here, and you were smooching with my brother. That's a dirty lie, Johnny. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. This is the only entry on this list that's actually a sequel to another fictional movie. In Home Alone, young Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, uses the audio from a gangster movie called Angels with Filthy Souls to scare away a pizza guy and some would-be burglars in an incredibly inaccurate depiction of how... Precisely, you can fast-forward, rewind, pause, and play things with a VCR back in the 80s. But that's neither here nor there. In the sequel, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Kevin uses the sequel, Angels with Even Filthier Souls, to scare off some hotel staff. We only get to see one scene, really. This gangster guy, Johnny, thinks his wife or girlfriend, it's not really specified, is cheating on him. So he makes her beg him not to shoot her, and then he shoots her. So would I watch this movie if it was real? Absolutely not. The gangster guy seems to be the main character, as he's the only recurring character from Filthy Souls 1, and he's awful. I don't want to see a movie about this jerk. The only reason this thing made it to number four on this list was for the movie's great catchphrase... Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. Number three. Mr. McGrew's Christmas Carol, The Simpsons. McGrew, I am the ghost of Christmas past. You're so selfish, your fiancé is about to leave you. I don't need love. I have money. Sweet, sweet money, yes, indeed. Oh my god, it's like looking at a cartoon version of myself! This is a very thinly veiled parody of the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. Mr. McGrew is also a nearsighted character who's been thrust into the role of Ebenezer Scrooge. Now, I was not a particular fan of the Mr. Magoo cartoon series, but I was surprised how delightful the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol was. But you know what could have made it better? Throw in the humor of The Simpsons. I would definitely watch this if it were real. Oh, McGrew, you've done it again. Number two. The night the reindeer died, Scrooged. Seven o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop. Eat this. And only Lee Majors can stop them. The night the reindeer died. 
I talked about this a little when we talked about Scrooge back in July, but in case you forgot, Santa and his elves are hard at work making toys when the workshop falls under attack from a faceless army. Fortunately, the elves have a secret cache of weapons for some reason and are ready to fight back, but that's when Lee Major shows up. He's going to save the day so Santa can get to his sleigh and deliver those presents. I know this is supposed to be a mockery of Hollywood's crass commercialism, but I would totally watch this movie. In fact, I think someone should flesh this out into a full movie. Obviously, 82-year-old Lee Majors probably couldn't play the lead, but maybe he could step in for Santa. And then we can get Chris Evans to be the action star that saves Santa. But it would have to be done totally in 80s style. No CGI, all practical stunts and explosions. I'd watch the Dickens out of that. <laughs> the Dickens! Nobody gets me! Honorable mentions! Inspector Spacetime Holiday Special, Community. Happy Time Day, Reggie. It is tradition to give one's constable a gift at the end of each orbital cycle. Oh, thank you, Inspector. <laughs> Blimey, a hologram. Mm -hmm. Let's activate it and view the performance. I try to find a way around and get behind your wall. Confession, I've never seen a single episode of Community. I know, I know, I can hear you yelling at your headphones in disbelief. I missed my chance to hop on at the beginning, and now there's just so much of it to watch, it feels like homework. But when I saw an entry for Inspector Spacetime on Netflix, I had to look into it. Apparently, this is an ongoing parody of Doctor Who that was a show within the show of Community. And then, there was a lost holiday special for the show that has a very similar description of the Star Wars holiday special. I don't know if I'd watch it, but it's definitely clever. Number one... The Alan Brady Holiday Special, The Dick Van Dyke Show. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tonight our show is going to be a little different. Uh, you see, it's a special show. And to tell you all about it, I'd like to bring out the head writer of The Alan Brady Show, Robert Petrie. Come on out, Rob. Hey, Rob, tell them all about our show. Well, what are you going to do? Oh, somebody's got to feed these poor reindeer. Donna, Blitzen, Betty, come on. <laughs> This one is a special case. You see, The Dick Van Dyke Show follows Rob Petrie, who is the head writer for a fictitious variety show called The Alan Brady Show, which stars Carl Reiner as Alan Brady. In this episode of The Dick Van Dyke Show, we actually get to watch a full episode of The Alan Brady Show, where Alan turns the Christmas special over to Rob and the rest of the writers, and also Rob's wife, Laura, played by Mary Tyler Moore. Would I watch this? I mean... Technically, I did. We get to watch the whole special in the episode of Dick Van Dyke. But if I was a regular viewer of the Alan Brady show, would I have sat through a whole special without the star of the show? Spoiler alert, I will be talking at length about this episode on an upcoming episode of another Christmas podcast. I won't say which one, but just make sure to check your calendar on December 4th. Your advent calendar. House. Podcast. Okay, I did tell you the name of the show. But when Mike and I were talking about this, I scoffed at the idea that anyone would tune in for the writers. But then I thought about it. If a few years back, Jon Stewart had turned The Daily Show over to Elliot Kalin and Dan McCoy from the Flophouse podcast, I'd certainly have watched that. And I know plenty of hilarious comedians who have written for late night shows. Lori Kilmartin of the Jackie and Lori podcast used to write for Conan. And my buddy Kevin Avery used to write for Last Week Tonight, The Jim Jeffries Show, and Totally Biased with W. Kamau Bell. So I know for a fact there are very talented writers behind these shows that could totally carry an episode on their own. So maybe I totally would watch this and it would be awesome. But that's my list. Did I forget your favorite Christmas special that only exists in a fictional movie or TV universe? Let me know by leaving a comment at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. And now I've got all the Christmas news you can use in our next segment, All I Want for Christmas is News. 
Yen News, baby. Yen News. First up, I don't know if you watched the Apple Plus show Ted Lasso, but I personally love it. They even did a Christmas episode this season. I don't even think it was September yet when it came out, but that's not news. That happened quite a while ago. But recently, this video started making the rounds of one of the stars of the show, Brent Goldstein, doing a six-minute medley of songs from The Muppet Christmas Carol. It's so charming, complete with props and costume changes. I'll put a link to the video in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. Uh, Tim, this isn't news either. That video is like three years old. Well, it's trending now, so I thought it was relevant to... Wait a minute. You usually don't comment on Muppet content. I don't? Yes, almost as if we made a conscious choice not to make it seem like we are trying to say you are a popular character owned by a famously litigious company. Uh, quick, go to the next story! Great idea. Christmas albums. Several artists have announced new Christmas albums in 2021. One of the ones that caught my eye, or ear as it were, is Kelly Clarkson, who's got a new Christmas album out called When Christmas Comes Around, and she's already dropped the first single. Christmas isn't cancelled, just you. I'm a big fan of her song Underneath the Tree, so I'll definitely give this new album a listen. I also see that former Journey frontman Steve Perry is coming out with his first Christmas album, which is amazing since I know he's been singing since I was a little kid. He was making music when MTV still played music videos. His album, Tis the Season, will be out November 5th. And last but certainly not least, Michael Buble is doing a re-release of his Christmas album this year with all sorts of extra content. To mark the occasion, he joined TikTok too, around the same time we did. We're like TikTok twins. I wouldn't say twins. He's got over 785,000 followers. And as of this recording, you have 28. Why you gotta hurt me, TikTok lady? Why don't we cut away from your shame and hear a word from one of the other podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network? Now you're stealing my lines? My name is Art, and I'm the host of the new podcast, A Cozy Christmas. Join me and my daughter, Grace, as we bring you all the cozy feelings that Christmas has to offer. In the podcast, I read some of my favorite Christmas stories and poems, I share some memories of Christmas past, and I talk about my thoughts on Christmas. I also have an unhealthy addiction to Charles Dickens and A Christmas Carol. You can find me on CozyChristmasPod.com, and you can find all my social media links there. So stop on over and we'll have some fun together. As the man Charles Dickens himself said, there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. And that's the spirit of Christmas that we try to bring to you throughout the year. From all of us here at the Cozy Christmas family, we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas. Welcome back. As we get closer to Christmas, it's time to start thinking about the annual family portrait. Whether you send out cards or just post the photos on social media, it's always a good idea to get the family together and do a photo to commemorate another year together. But you want the photos to be good, right? Of course you do. So, whether you hire a photographer or take the pics yourself, here are some tips that I've gathered from dozens of photography blogs and videos on how to get the most out of your holiday photo experience. The first thing you want to do is plan ahead. If you're scheduling a photographer, you want to make sure you can find room in their schedule. And even if you're taking the photos yourself, you don't want to lurch out of bed one morning and go, Oh no! We need to take Christmas photos today! Santa's gonna be here in two days! We got nothing! You want to have time to pick a place, whether it's in your home or a park or wherever. You want to make sure, if it's at your house, that you have time to clean and decorate in time. If it's a public spot, that they have room for you. Next tip, don't stress out. I'm going to tell you right now, something is not going to go as you planned. Take a page from Elsa and just let it go. Stress while taking the pictures will equal stressed out faces in the pictures. So like I said in the first tip, do your planning ahead of time to set yourself up for success. And on the big day, just roll with where it takes you. 
Speaking of preparation, next tip is for your wardrobe. All the advice I've seen says to coordinate outfits, but don't wear matching ones. Now, I'm guilty of this in the past. For the first few years of my youngest son's life, I made him and his brother wear matching elf pajamas. And I'm not going to lie, they were adorable. But as a general rule, you want to just wear outfits that complement each other, not necessarily a whole family dressed in exactly the same thing. Maybe pick some colors that work well together. What you definitely want to do is make sure everyone is at the same level. Like you don't want mom in a lovely dress and dad in a flip-flop and a t-shirt that says son of a nutcracker. One of the blogs I read said you shouldn't be too extra, meaning you shouldn't go overboard with Christmas props and costumes. But then two tips later, they said you should show your personality. So I say, if your family's personality is extra, go ahead and be extra. I can think of a few great overboard photo ideas. Like maybe dad is dressed as John McClane, mom is dressed as Holly Gennaro, and the kids are dressed as Han, Sergeant Powell, and Argyle. Maybe you rent Dickens-style outfits for the day. A friend of mine from high school did their photos in a Target, just messing around the aisles. And they were great. And that's perhaps the most important tip. You should have fun when taking your photos. Yes, you should try and get some serious ones where everyone is standing up straight and looking at the camera, but also just get some of you being you. If you can, try and get some photos of you doing a Christmas activity, decorating the tree, making Christmas cookies, wrapping presents, stuff like that. The posed pictures are great, but you'll want to grab a candid moment here and there too. And that leads to my next tip, take plenty of pictures. I came up against this once when I was getting photos of my boys in their elf pajamas that I mentioned earlier. I only took a handful of photos, so there wasn't one where both boys were still at the same time. Luckily, I'm no stranger to Photoshop, so I just grafted two shots together, but I could have saved a lot of time in photo editing if I'd just taken a few more shots on the day. But now I must temper that last tip with another one. Don't let the photo shoot go on too long. Yes, you want to get the most out of it, and yes, you want to get the best shot you can, but chasing the perfect photo for hours does no one any good. Again, planning ahead can help. We're going to shoot these photos, we're going to spend this long doing it, and when we're done, we're out of there. But don't forget to think of the children. My family and I hired a photographer a few years back to take family photos, and she was great at keeping the kids engaged. It wasn't just about telling them jokes or making silly faces and noises to trick them into laughing. She asked them questions, got their opinions on how they wanted to pose. If you make the kids a part of it, it's much more engaging for them than just having a bunch of adults say, do this, okay, now do this, okay, now do this, okay, now do this. That's going to get boring pretty quickly for them, so be sure to get them involved. Like, I'll ask them right now, hey boys. What are some ideas you have for our photo shoot this year? You could, ta- you could like take one of our old Christmas. You could take like a, a picture of our old Christmas and put it in the background. Interesting. So, like a picture of us from an old from a like a picture of us in the background of our Christmas picture. No, what I was saying is you could you could take the tree out of an old Christmas photo and then put it in the background. All good idea. What about, like, stuff we could do on the day? Huh. Different sets of stuff, like making just normal stuff to look good, but then Christmas stuff under it. Like a a Christmas superhero, almost? Yeah, basically. I like it. James, any ideas? On what? Literally, the the conversation we've just been having for the past Um, minute and a half. So, what you should do if we're taking a picture for Christmas... I think we should um, edit sugar falling on on top of the screen so it looks like it's snowing. We could just edit snow. Or if we had, 
if we had snow, if we had sugar, we could like drizzle some sugar in front of the lens of the camera. So like it would just be sugar dropping in front of the camera, but it would look like snow is happening in front of us. That's and also we should edit. Um, we should also edit. Um, when we're in Lake Tahoe, we should edit a picture from that and put it behind us, so it looks like we're in Lake oh, Tahoe. Oh, like that picture of that lake when we were behind the lake. Interesting. Yeah, like like that. we could have put that as one of the backgrounds, yeah. but we need something like a green screen. Yeah, or yeah, we just have to cut ourselves out of whatever picture it was. Yeah, and then. Or we could just cut ourselves out of the picture we took. Oh, what if we take a regular picture with snow falling, we cut out the snow flying and us, and we move it to the Lake Tahoe picture, and boom. <laughs> I totally heard what they just said and didn't record this segment before I recorded their voices. But the point is, let them pick a scenario or two. It may not end up on your Christmas cards, but it might be the photo that you cherish for years to come. We have an entire wall in our house with photos from that photo shoot we took that day. We're going to call that same photographer to take photos again this year as soon as I pay attention to my own first tip and get in contact with her and stop wasting time. Actually, maybe I should wrap this up. But wait, what about taking your own photos? What? You've given a lot of advice that's great if you can hire a photographer like old Moneybags Bab. I'm a stand-up comic in the middle of a pandemic. I am hardly moneybags. But what about people taking the photos themselves? Well, I feel like a lot of the advice I mentioned still applies, but there's also things like lighting. If you don't have a photographer, that will be up to you. From what I've read, you want to use the natural light as much as possible. So you want the tree with lights on it in the background and a window with natural sunlight coming in behind the camera. If that doesn't work, you want a lamp that will light up people's faces just enough to see them clearly. But you don't want it too bright that they're washed out. Also, be sure to get nice and close. If you put the camera on the other side of the room and you and your family look like tiny ant people, those are not going to make great Christmas cards. There's more stuff about shutter speeds, white balance, and lens length that is way out of my pay grade, but I've put links in the show notes to several blogs for the hardcore photographers out there. Speaking of photographers, if you are one and if you are offering your services as a Christmas photographer this year, be sure to leave a comment on the website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com, or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash can'twaitforchristmaspod, and let people know. That way people can book you for their holiday photos this year. I'll try and boost your signal the best I can. Speaking of boosts, if you really want to give your photos a boost, you can use one of the many Christmas card templates in the official Can't Wait for Christmas podcast store at zazzle.com slash store slash can't wait for Christmas. Wait, was this whole segment just to plug your store? Hold on a second, Madam TikTok. I'll handle this. Was this whole segment just to plug your store? Uh, first of all, no. Second of all, in this day and age, you're really gonna interrupt a woman and then steal her question? What? No, I... Wait, she, she's not even a woman. She's just a voice box in an app. Wow, that's hurtful. See what you've done? Now you're both miserable, all because you wanted to stop the listeners from having some fine-looking holiday cards this year by going to zazzle.com slash store slash can't wait for Christmas or clicking on the link in the show notes to see all our Christmas card templates. Wait a second. Too late. On to the next segment. Slap of the Elf. Hit the Seasons Musings jingle. Seasons Musings coming through. Can't wait to hear the thoughts sent in by you. All year, I'm asking you questions from this card game called the Christmas Chat Pack that my mom gave me for Christmas. I'm asking you to record your answers and send them in for us all to enjoy. Last time, I went on my own and asked a question that wasn't in the deck. What is the best Christmas song to sing at karaoke? 
Well, apparently I should stick to the deck because this one did not get as many answers as previous season's musings questions. I guess as a recovering karaoke addict, I overestimated its appeal. But thank you to those of you who did send in your answers. Let's hear those now, like this one from Charlene. Hey there, this is Charlene Lewis from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I believe the best Christmas song to sing at karaoke is This Christmas. Originally sung by Donny Hathaway, there have been many covers since. And one of my favorite covers is by Mary J. Blige. This Christmas is such a fun song. It's upbeat. It's so Christmassy. And on top of that, we'll just keep the whole room jamming. This is a really perfect song, I think, for karaoke. Thank you and Merry Christmas, everyone. Nice one, Charlene. Definitely not one of my go-to songs, but certainly a smooth-sounding song with a great brass section. Great pick. Great pick. Okay, who's next? It's our pal from across the pond, Chris. Hey, Tim. Hey, you'll believe us. This is Chris from Coombertools Football. Once again, checking in from London. So, my favorite Christmas tune to sing at karaoke will probably be my favorite Christmas tune anyway, which is Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. Uh, I don't feel like it's played a lot in America. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you could correct me. But it feels like it's very much a traditional UK song. Um, and just the opening drunk line from Shane McGowan from the Pogues. And just the whole... It's not the most merry feel, let's be fair. It's not the most merry tune either. But it is a tune that I think once played around... Uh, I don't know, let's say a campfire or in a karaoke seat that's what we're doing um, it definitely gets people going and it gets people singing together so yeah I'm not going to sing it by the way but um, I would probably say that one just because yeah it's my favourite song anyway and um, I like it so yeah keep up the good work and keep laughing all the way as usual and I will check in again next time you are right, Chris. That song is not played a lot over here. I remember hearing it in the Christmas episode of Ted Lasso, but that takes place in England, so it fits. It is a little short on Christmas cheer, so maybe that's why it doesn't get the love it deserves stateside, but as you say, it is a great song. Thanks, Chris. Now let's hear from Justin. Hey, Tim. Hey, fellow Yule Believers and Waiters. This is Justin from Nashville again. I had to get in on this question because I love to sing karaoke, and when Christmas time comes, that's really all I sing. I'm not really sure what the best Christmas karaoke song is to sing, but I do have a couple that I do. The first one is Mele Kaliki Maka from Bing Crosby. I also enjoy singing his version of White Christmas. Another one is You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch from Thurl Ravenscroft. And finally, There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays from Perry Como. Well, that's one way to do it. Just pick all of the Christmas songs. I'm kidding, of course, but I'm actually kicking myself for not thinking of Mecca Kaliki Maka. That is a great one. Okay, one more listener answer. It's Monica. Hello, Tim and fellow waiters. Whoa, honestly, this was the hardest question I've had to answer so far on this podcast because I love so many Christmas songs, but I don't normally think of singing them during karaoke because Christmas songs for me are just to be sung with a choir. I am part of a choir or to be um, sung with your family and friends or even just by yourself around the house having such a good time. True story. But I went through my playlist, my Christmas playlist, and I picked one song that I think is perfect for 
for karaoke and it is One More Sleep by Leona Lewis. It is so upbeat and fun and really livens a party. I think it's such a fun song to sing and it would be great for karaoke. So that's my song. No one steal it. All right. Take care, everyone. Well, I definitely wasn't going to steal it. When you said One More Sleep, I thought you meant the song from A Muppet Christmas Carol. But then I looked it up and I do remember this song. I'll put a link to the Leona Lewis YouTube video of the song so everyone can hear it. And that's all the listeners we had for this question. So, uh, oh, hang on. I just got a text from my lovely mother. It's an audio file. Let's see what this says. I like the Drifter's White Christmas because there's so many people that can sing it along with you. was nice. Thanks, Mom. And that was my oldest son in the background doing the doot-de-doos. So, thank you too, Michael. And now we... Wait. A text from my six-year-old? When did he get a cell phone? I picked this song because um, it's really fun to sing, and I love hearing it on Christmas. So, I'm gonna sing it. All I want for Christmas is you, baby. All I want for Christmas Nicely done, James. Thanks to my family for adding their voices to this tragically unpopular question, but I promise this next question is from the deck, so no more going rogue. I think this is a pretty good one, too, so I hope a lot of you will send in your answers to this. If a professional baker offered to make you one specific treat for Christmas, what would you choose? This one's a tough one for me. I'm pretty basic when it comes to desserts. But once, when I was in Disneyland, my lovely mother, who you just heard, got us a holiday guided tour of the park, and it ended with VIP seats for the Christmas parade and a freshly baked gingerbread man. I'm not normally a fan of gingerbread, but apparently it's because I'd always had the cheap stuff. But this was the real business, warm and straight from the bakery. So if a professional baker was going to make me something for a Christmas treat, I'd like some fresh gingerbread men with lots and lots of frosting. But what about you? What would you want the baker to make you for Christmas? Record yourself on your phone or laptop and send the audio file to christmas at tancast.com. Where was that? Christmas at tancast.com. As always, if you'd like to get this deck I'm using to get the topics for this segment, there's a link in the show notes so you can grab your own Christmas chat pack. And the jingle for this segment featured Deck the Halls by Kevin McLeod, which was used under Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution License. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next month with more merrymaking for you. In the meantime, if you haven't already, head to the website to see the show notes for this episode. We've got a lot of links for you this time around. There's the link for all our Christmas card templates for you, the recipe for the turkey stuffing casserole, the link to Nestflix Christmas movies, the link to Brent Goldstein singing the Muppet Christmas Carol medley, links to those photography tips, the YouTube video of One More Sleep, and of course, your link to follow us on TikTok so we can get as many followers as Michael Bublé. That's never going to happen. I know. I was just trying to make a little... Like, ever. I understand. Never, ever, 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 ever. I got it! Anyway, all those links are at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com under episode 086. Don't forget to send in your season's musing answer to what you would want a professional baker to make for you. And until next time, you will believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2021. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. 
If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! I know you're recording. Yeah, that way I know. Hi, all I want for Christmas is you. Actually, it's a photo, but you, baby, all I want for Christmas is you, baby. Did you want to say something? It looked like you did. No? All right. All right, all right. Wait, oh, candy, 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 candy. All right, all right. Turn it off. It's off. Spoon the turkey mixture into the casserole dish. The casserole dish. Sean Connery is back. Hello, it's time to make a casserole. And you make it shaken, not stirred. Ha, ha, ha. The band used their guitar to defeat the pterodactyls. It's hard to not say it the way it's spelled, even though it's not pronounced that way. The band used their guitar to defeat the... She's got a new album called When Christmas Comes Around, and she's already dropped the first signal, Christmas... The signal? Album. Christmas. Signal. Whether you send out cards or post it on social media, it's always to get a good... Whether you send out cards or post them on social media, it's always a good idea to get the family together and do a photo to commemorate... Have I been recording? Would be tragic if I wasn't. Okay, I am recording. For a second, I didn't remember pressing record. I'd be like, oh no, I've recorded the whole rest of the show after the live part on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, well, that's it. We did it. Another amazing show in the books. Now I just got to edit it. Oh, and record my sons. All right. Lots to do, and we do it for you. Here comes the Christmas tonight. <laughs>